Hi, I'm Leslie Ludy, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. Today, we're going to tackle the issue of frustration with singleness, which is a really big topic for a lot of women who really want to be married but just have not found the right one yet, and just the frustration and the disappointment that can come with that season of life. Before I dive into that message, I wanted to let you know about a really exciting event that's coming up in just a few weeks. It's a purity summit that Eric and I will be hosting at the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado, or you can join us via simulcast, and you can stream the summit anytime up through mid-December. If you're interested in joining us, you can go to ellersley.com or braveheartedchristian.com and click on the events tab to learn more about it. This is a one-day event where we're going to be diving deep into God's vision for purity. If you've grown up with sort of a legalistic or stiff or negative view of purity, this summit will completely change your perspective and give you a beautiful vision of what God intends purity really to be. So it's appropriate for all ages, parents and children or groups to go through together. So really, no matter what season of life, you'll be really edified by God's perspective on purity. So again, that date is coming up in September, and you can look at ellersley.com or braveheartedchristian.com and click on the events tab to register for that event. So let's dive into this subject. Are you single and frustrated, or do you know women who are frustrated with being single? There have been a lot of recent attacks on purity and on singleness in the modern church, and those attacks have really brought some painful issues to the surface for a lot of Christian singles. I feel like after working with single women and young women for so many years, I've noticed over and over again the pressure that our culture puts on single women to hurry up and find that special someone, hurry up and find the one as soon as you possibly can. Almost that pressure to look at singleness as a negative thing, as an in-between season of life, rather than a season for which God has an amazing purpose. And when that person doesn't come along in the timing that we're wanting, A lot of times, single women are tempted to blame God or blame others for their frustration and disappointment. And by the way, this is not just an issue that single women face. This is a temptation that all of us face at different seasons in our life when something doesn't happen that we really want to happen or something doesn't happen in the timing that we want or we walk through a hardship or a disappointment. We really have to make that choice whether we're going to lash out and become bitter towards God, bitter towards others, or let God turn that into something that will bring him glory. And that's what we're going to be talking about more in this episode. I've heard a lot of Christian singles recently saying things like, you know, the purity message ruined me because it led to unnatural extended singleness. I was waiting faithfully and trying to remain pure for my future spouse, but he never showed up. And now I feel like I made a big mistake trying to walk in purity. And they're wondering if maybe they should have just gone out and followed the world's pattern for finding a relationship because if they had, maybe they could have been married by now. But I want to take a deeper look at this issue. Is it really a message of purity? or waiting faithfully for your spouse that is to blame for the fact that you might be single and lonely and frustrated? Are you single and lonely because you were trying to wait faithfully for your spouse, because you were trying to live in purity and honor God? The reality is this. It is not the choice to live in purity and faithfulness that leads to the single and frustrated syndrome. It's buying into the lie that the only way to be truly happy is to finally get married. Because when we look to an earthly relationship or the hope of marriage as the ultimate source for our happiness, we are in for a life of frustration. And that's because only Jesus' love can meet the deepest needs and longings of the human heart. 
Now, it's very true that God is interested in romance and that he invented the idea of marriage in the first place, but our earthly marriages are only meant to be a reflection of a much more important love story, the relationship between our heavenly bridegroom and his bride, the church of Jesus Christ. And that is a love story that we can experience even if we never get married on this earth. If you are single and frustrated, it is very likely that you've been looking to the wrong source for your fulfillment. And it's so easy, like I said, for all of us to struggle with that temptation, not just in singleness, but in countless other areas of our lives as women. We've talked before on this podcast about the crucial importance of finding your ultimate source of joy, peace, and contentment in Christ, whether you're married or single. And that really is the key to lasting fulfillment, whether you ever get married or not not. But the question remains, what if you grew up in a legalistic background? You were inundated with rules and do's and don'ts about purity and marriage. A lot of times the temptation is to look back and see all those rules that were imposed upon you and feel like that was what hindered you in finding a husband. I'd like to offer some perspective on this because I don't believe that purity and waiting faithfully should be taught in a legalistic way. I don't believe it should be bathed in rules and do's and don'ts, as I've talked about many times on this podcast before. But the fact remains that a lot of us did grow up with a humanly crafted legalistic view of purity and relationships, a view that relied on external rules and causes us to become paranoid about relating to the opposite sex. If that is how you grew up, if that's the teaching that you grew up with, it's possible that the rule-based formula you were following hindered your ability to really follow God's leading in pursuing a Christ-centered relationship. I've seen that happen many times where the rules are ruling the situation and there's no room for the Spirit of God to lead and guide in building a love story. But it's important not to throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak, and reject God's principles of purity, honor, and faithfulness as you are attempting to step away from legalism. Those things are still vital truths in the kingdom of God. And just because people in your life may have attached human rules to those truths doesn't mean the truths themselves aren't incredibly important and valuable. So throw the legalism out, but don't throw out those core principles of purity, honor, and faithfulness because those were principles that God came up with in his perfect pattern for building a relationship. And God can give you wisdom on what that looks like in your specific situation as you seek him. And remember this, even if you were hindered because of legalism, even if you feel like you sort of missed the opportunity to pursue a relationship because you were so caught up in rules, don't forget that God can and will redeem everything that the enemy meant for evil in your life and turn it into something beautiful as you surrender it back to him. God is not limited because of our unique circumstances. Isn't that so encouraging to know? We don't have to limit what God can do through our lives just because of our specific and unique background. His purposes for us will still be accomplished when he is in control of our lives. And think about the examples of this in scripture. Even if there is hindrance to what God is trying to do, he can even speak through a donkey if he needs to get our attention. So don't limit God because of your unique circumstances and background. Just like any other area of our life, there are two different ways to approach frustration with singleness. One is to become frustrated and discontent, to blame God or blame others for the fact that we have been disappointed in this area. The other is to joyfully surrender to God, to entrust our desires to him and to allow him to fulfill us at the deepest level of our soul. 
In Corey Ten Boom's book, Tramp for the Lord, she wrote about a conversation that she had with a middle-aged single missionary who actually went to the, mis- the mission field in the first place just to escape the pain of being single. And she poured out her resentment over being unmarried. She said things like, why have I been denied the love of a husband and children and a home? Long into the night, Corey said, she poured out her poison of resentment. And Corey said this, we often set our minds on something we think will make us happy, a husband, children, a particular job, or even a ministry, and refuse to open our eyes to God's better way. In fact, some believe so strongly that only this thing can bring happiness, that they reject the Lord Jesus himself. Happiness is not found in marriage or work or ministry or children. Happiness is found only by being secure in Jesus. And I thought that was so good and so powerful because we really do see that happening all around us in the church today. People who grew up in the church, who walked with the Lord earlier in their life, rejecting Jesus Christ altogether because they are frustrated by something that did or didn't happen in their life. And they put all their hopes and expectations in that one thing. And when they became disappointed, they decided to throw the baby out with the bathwater. They reject their faith. They reject God's truths and God's principles. And really, this only hurts themselves when they're doing that. And I want to encourage you not to take that bait if, if you're frustrated with any area of your life, not just singleness. Elizabeth Elliot also made a very similar statement to what Corey Ten Boom was saying. She wrote this, I'm afraid the snake has been talking to many of us. He's been sneaking up and whispering, God is stingy. He dangles that beautiful fruit called marriage before your eyes and won't let you have it. He refuses you the only thing you need for deep personal growth, the one thing in all the world that would solve all your problems and make you really happy. I love that. It's very blunt, but it's very convicting. And again, that can apply to other areas of our life besides singleness as well. If you are single and discontent, be aware of letting the snake whisper those same lies to your soul. The desire for marriage is definitely not wrong, but looking to marriage to satisfy all your hopes and longings is. Amy Carmichael, whom I've talked about many times on this podcast, once wrestled through the fear of being single and alone when she was a young missionary over in Japan. The enemy was whispering those very lies to her soul. And here is what she wrote about wrestling with those lies and coming out on the other side revived by truth. She wrote, I went away alone to a cave in a mountain in Japan. I felt many feelings of fear about the future. That's why I was there. I wanted to be alone with God. The devil kept on whispering, you are going to be very lonely. And he painted pictures of loneliness. I can see them still. Then I turned to my God in a kind of desperation and said, Lord, what can I do? And he said, none of them that trust in me shall be desolate. That word has been with me ever since. It has been fulfilled to me. It will be fulfilled to you. Only live for him who redeemed you and trust him to take care of you. And he will. What a beautiful example of joyfully yielding and trusting, not allowing her disappointment with singleness to make her bitter, but saying, Lord, I will live for you and I will trust you to take care of me. And in one of Amy Carmichael's biographies, the writer said this, if Amy could have caught a glimpse of God's plans for her future and realized how many hundreds of children would call her mother and what an amazing family God was preparing for her, she would have realized that lonely was never the word that would be used to describe her future. God does indeed give his very best to those who leave the choice to him.
If you approach this area of your life, not with fear or bitterness, but with faith and surrender, like Amy Carmichael did, you will experience that same kind of supernatural fulfillment that she wrote about, whether singleness is for a season or for a lifetime. Now, this could sound a little trite coming from someone like me. I've been married for almost 25 years. But I can honestly tell you that this is a lesson I have personally had to learn many times over in many areas of my life. There is always a new area of our lives in which we're tempted to look to the wrong source for our happiness. Married women are often tempted to say, I'll be happy once my husband finally becomes more sensitive, or I'll be happy when I can finally have children, or I'll be happy when I finally get my dream home, I'll be happy when I finally get promoted in my job, and the list goes on and on. Whenever I find myself reasoning this way in any area of my life, God always brings me back to that place of remembering where true fulfillment really comes from. If I'm looking to anything besides Him to meet the needs and longings of my heart, I'll become resentful and disappointed. But when I realize that He is enough, no matter what else is stripped away, that is when I find the secret to true contentment. I'd like to share a few thoughts with you that my husband Eric recently wrote in one of his blogs. He was talking about the words of Jesus, pick up your cross and follow me. And he was asking the question, do you interpret Jesus to be promising you a life free from difficulty with those words? Do you accept the fact that you are in hostile territory and to live out that truth does mean walking a narrow way? Are you happy on God's terms or only on your own terms? Are you only going to be satisfied if everything goes as planned and everything is easy and everything is comfortable? If you require ease, you will miss the triumph of Calvary. If you stake claim to a pain-free gospel, then you'll have a false gospel. If you try to make a purity bargain with God, you'll become frustrated and disillusioned. God's way is perfect. His way is beautiful. His way is breathtaking. But though God's way is perfect, that does not mean that it is absent of difficulty, struggle, trial, and trauma. God says, my way is through the waters. And that's referring back to Israel crossing the Red Sea. Definitely not an easy process for them to walk through. And we could easily say, God, there are a lot of better routes than through the waters. And then God says, my way is through the fire. And that harkens back to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego making that bold stand in the fiery furnace. And we could easily say, God, there are a lot of better routes than through the fire. But even if you don't yet fully understand the grand mystery of how God leads his people into full maturity and strength, there is one thing that you should understand. God's way is perfect. And the true Christian simply says, where he leads, I will follow. If you find yourself in a narrow place, whether it's in singleness or in other disappointments in your life, if you feel like you're backed up to the Red Sea or facing a fiery furnace, you need to remember that God's ways are through the water and through the fire. He's not intimidated by this difficult and dangerous route. He's very good at converting impossible situations and disappointments into glorious pictures of his grace. If we lay our lives at his feet, if we choose not to become angry and frustrated and bitter, but to joyfully say, not my will, but yours be done. So here are some final thoughts that I want to share with you. If you are single and discontent, the issue isn't dealing with your singleness. A lot of singles think that the only way to solve their discontentment is to get married, to deal with their singleness. But the actual fact is that you need to deal with your discontentment. 
not your singleness, your discontentment. If you take your life, your hopes, your dreams, and your desires and lay them at Jesus' feet, he can replace your discontentment with a joyful, peaceful surrender. And just like Amy Carmichael, you'll soon see that his plans for you are good and they're not for evil. They're to prosper you and not to harm you, and they're to give you a hope in his future. His plans may look different from the plans you have for yourself, but when he is in control of your life, you'll discover the kind of lasting contentment that can only be found in him. He is perfectly faithful and his ways are perfect. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. For more on bringing Christ into the center of your singleness or in any other area of your life, visit us at setapartgirl.com. And I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.